previously on My Best Friend's Journal. And someone is riding a bike behind me and he goes, ma'am, ma'am. I was like, <laughs> me? So I got ma'am for the first Dude. time since I was like a child. I'm going to see Brandy Carlisle. She's a force. Talk about a gay icon. Nope. Is she one yet? She should be. She fucking is. Yes. She's like queen of the lesbians right now. What? Good oral with BB. <laughs> <laughs> Good oral. That's very specific and not something it I is, usually write. <laughs> I got offered the same ship I'm on now, and it would be me and my two buddies doing the exact same thing on the exact same ship, which is, to be fair, a terrible ship, but the itinerary was amazing. You Passed. fucked for three hours? And I can only imagine what that bedroom smelled like. Yeah. My great-grandma, we called her Bushy, she had all these parts of a Christmas tree stuck in her yard lining her walkway. I went to a garage sale, and I found this box full of little artificial shrubs. How sweet are they? <gasps> So oh. she planted them no. as artificial <laughs> Oh, bless Bushy. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal, let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hey! I alone lay as summer literally so slowly. one word one word it was actually and it was a really hard because i was like how many songs have just a yelled <laughs> hey in it and i picked like a slow ballad that doesn't even like <laughs> it was bad i should have gone with uh, the lumineers one oh yeah yeah or hey ya oh yeah but you would have had to go hey yay <laughs> oh my god no i should have done you should swing by and pound me, man. <laughs> so I'm going to forever regret introducing you to Pop Grinder. And don't. It was such a treat. <gasps> Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And this is episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was no escaping it, honestly. When I mm. put together this file and I realized it was episode 69, I was like, oh, we will not get through one minute without a reference to that. I think it's important to just face it up front deal with it get it out of our system and move on we don't want to like surprise 69 moment in the middle of the journal you know although Absolutely we do those not. are fun <laughs> yeah. oral only three ways am i right face the 69 get through the 69 um i am of the same mind as carrie bradshaw on the matter of 69ing what does she have to say about it she famously said i'm of the opinion that the last time someone enjoyed the 69 position was in 1969 and i completely agree i think it's more of a novelty and less of a true enjoyment situation how do you feel about it um yeah i guess there's like rare moments where you're like oh god i'm dying to have my dick sucked but also i really want to suck your dick too but like um i don't think it's <laughs> is that you just like walking down the street or yeah that's just when you haven't had sex in a really long time it's got nothing to do mm -hmm. with the positions um yeah i don't i don't know i don't love 69 i it just like i get this imagery of 
like someone you know swinging their leg over and just having hairy open <laughs> butt crack like in my face when you're when you're not intending it to be there it's one thing if you're like going for a little bit uh-huh. of asshole to play but it's different uh-huh. if you're you know then you've got on balls on your nose and yeah, yeah it's all uh, there's just a lot going on are you a um uh, if you had to choose a 69 position would you be like one on top of the other or would you be like a side-by-side 69 uh, it's a lose-lose question because one on top of the mm. other like one on top of the other is best if you are the person on top because you have full like facility over that situation if you're on bottom you're like kind of getting <laughs> your face fucked yeah you're getting like <laughs> choked you know what i mean and the balls are hanging on you and the asshole is there like the other direction <laughs> the other direction and the asshole is there as opposed to like normally when it goes away and minds its own business well, if the other person's on their back and you're on top when it minds its own business um <laughs> then you don't have to see it because it's face down you know um uh-huh. but then it, it being the butthole is face down <laughs> It, yeah, the butthole. <laughs> the butthole's face, like the mouth, is the sphinct. Um, uh-huh. And but the side by side situation, you can't really like nobody has enough control there. You can't like get enough mobility. You can't really get the dick in in the way I you think want you, it in. You kind of can because you can do like you know like if you're laying side by side with your arms at your side like a like a fish, that's not going to work. But you know if you're like propped up <laughs> on an elbow, you can get some leverage. I hooked up with someone once who it was their very first time they said hooking up with a boy and it was like a fish it was fucking like i was like move something participate in this adventure (laughs) participate in this adventure so it wasn't the best sex of your life taking someone's gay virginity shocking and sure sure wasn't um the same question to you do you prefer the side to side situation one on top of the other if you are one on top of the other where do you want to be i mean tell me about it so if it's like a mm, like true 69 like dicks in mouths i think that it's best on side like sometimes you could have like a 69 where someone's like sitting on the other person's face and then sucking their dick and that's like a little bit different right yeah um but if it's if we're talking about just like suck on suck action uh-huh. i think uh <laughs> one should uh tr- strive to be on their side like propped up on the elbow that way you can still like get a little bit of leverage no one's gagging no one's getting their face fucked no one's you know un- <laughs> unable to lift the weight of their partner off their face and it's getting yes. suffocated wow uh, some heavy balls <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, you know, if you're, if you want to ha- get your face fucked, it should be a, um, it should be its own thing. It if doesn't you need to be fucked, everything at once. You want to lie on like the edge of the bed with your head back and someone else is standing and fucking you from like that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight down the throat. Direct yeah. shot. Got to tell you, Argentina used to love that. Loved it. It was like the most, oh, yeah? the most bottomy he ever was. He loved to get his throat fucked. Oh, wow. That's that actually much? pretty hot. It's not too much. Uh, it, Honestly, it's been a while since we've been that uh, specific about your sexual adventures. So Rose may just have turned down the volume, but uh, oh, to you know, <laughs> everyone else, they're probably they're ready for it. You haven't been having a ton of sex in the journal. You know, I'd have given her a warning, but then I remember this moment. Mikey, I do have to confess, you have told me not to listen on certain occasions, but I did. <laughs> well, that's that's your fault. So. <laughs> uh remarkable well okay so i don't think that uh 69 is the you know most exciting or modern sexual position but it is uh it's definitely a conversation piece it it sure is i I think it might be more cool like 
I mean, you could get pretty adventurous with it. Like I could I feel like I've seen porn where someone's like standing up, someone else is doing a headstand and that kind of situation. Yeah. You could cartwheel while doing it. <laughs> uh-huh, for sure. Um, you could do a you can do a 69 rim situation where you're just like you? really Oh yeah. That feels difficult. It's, Eating each other's assholes at the same time? Yeah. It's I mean, you I mean, to be pretty bendy. Not necessarily if your body's fit together the right way. Um I will say, though, that you're pretty wrapped up in each other. So, like, you know, if you were to fall off the bed, you would somersault together. Too. <laughs> <laughs> just like like a quarter someone dropped and it just keeps rolling. Oh, excuse uh-huh. me. Sorry. Yeah, it's, just... <laughs> it's like, the you know, when you see those people do like the um, like the somersaults where they're holding on to each other's like hands uh-huh. on ankles situation. It's kind of like that. <laughs> I don't think I have the skills for that. Maybe I can. Wait, mom. Again, this is. More info than you want to hear, but I uh, guess that's up to you. Um, so Can you I suck can... your own dick? No, you know this. If I could suck my own dick, you'd never see me again. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what I can do, I think a lot of people can do this. Um, I can fuck someone and suck their dick at the same time. That is so hot. Honestly, yeah. Uh, been there, done that, have had that done. And I do find that very, very sexy. I... God, I, as I'm saying these things, I'm just thinking of all the family that listens to this. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about all the sex that you're not having in quarantine. I'm sorry that you're not getting fucked and sucking dicks all at the same time. That's okay. No, I didn't say I was getting... Anyone can get <laughs> fucked and suck a dick. That's very easy to do. No, I spit know. Roast. I'm sorry you're not getting spit roasted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This has been a lot already. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, episode 69, what were you expecting? Uh, what's been going on in your life outside of, you know, fantasizing about sucking dicks? <laughs> Um, well, nothing as thrilling as all that, but, um, I am feeling rejuvenated because I just got a haircut and it's, it's bouncy and fun and I'm, I'm feeling very Harry Styles right now. It's very Harry Styles. It's like, just like to the, maybe not even quite chin length, but it's so curly and you can flop it over to one side and it's very now it's very of the mo. Well, I am a mo, so that's appropriate. Uh, and speaking of this all relates to my gayest moment. So why don't we go ahead and stick this in right here? Gay, 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 gay. So it happened to me again, um, and by it, I do mean I got confused for a woman on the street, but <laughs> this time it was um, someone who knows me quite well, my friend Janine, who we've been calling G2 in the journal, her name is Janine, and she lives here, so you'll be hearing a lot more of her, because we're besties. <laughs> um, she was biking up behind me to meet me, and she went right by me, because uh, she didn't recognize me from behind and thought I was a woman. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So apparently it's not that hard to do. The fact that it was your friend and she was coming like to see me, like she she didn't just happen upon you on the street and miss you. She was coming to meet you specifically Uh and she still mistook you for a strange woman. I Uh think that is truly perfect. So and to be clear, she was like, I was like, that's it. I'm getting my hair cut. She's like, no, 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 it looks great. I just like I was from behind. It's very long. And I was like, no, honestly, I've been thinking about it for some time (laughs) before she said that. But I was like, that is the nail in the coffin. Get it cut. And I did. And I feel great. And, you know, it is um, one of those, like, treats on a sunny morning that just feels so lovely. Went for a beautiful long walk to the hair place. The woman who cut my hair was so cool. Her name is Molly. It's Mirror and Mantle in Philadelphia. If you're ever going, she's wonderful. She knew exactly Shout what I Shout out meant. to malls. Like, my favorite haircut ever. It was so lovely. And just, like, enjoying that morning coffee walk. And then on the way back, I passed a Trader Joe's, which is never in my, like... It's not in my area, so it's kind of a rare treat to go to it. Pick myself up a cinnamon broom, stocked up on my everything spice. <laughs> oh my god, you love a cinnamon broom so much. I do. So I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling my my fall fantasy today, and it's just it's been a lovely morning. Are those panties on your doorknob? 
<laughs> yeah, I've been having a lot of ladies over, leaving their panties. Um, no, it's uh, headbands. <laughs> oh, it looks like really skimpy little uh, skivvies. <laughs> and why on the doorknob? <laughs> Don't sniff it. That makes it worse. <laughs> um, Sorry, so, I got really distracted by your tiny panties. Keep going. Okay. Well, I was just going to ask you. I, I hesitate because I we... As I called you, you were dealing with kind of a messy situation. As I had the Ugh. most beautiful morning, I don't. I, I feel bad because you didn't have equal beauty in your morning. What's been going on, <sighs> friend? <laughs> well, I had a really nice workout, and I came home and then proceeded to clean up three different piles of greasy dog shit Ugh. on the carpet because our big girl Eleanor ate an entire rotisserie chicken carcass and all of that disgusting fat that is uh like in the bag you know um yesterday she took it off the counter uh and so she is sick as a dog ironically (laughs) um and she is just i mean uh, she's breaking my heart i feel really bad for her i don't think that she's like needs to go to the vet sick yet but she's just in a really bad way and with her Mm. tummy so yeah i've been like on my hands and knees uh scrubbing thank god we're replacing this carpet soon um she gets this sick about once a year uh I would say on average. Always from like a something she ate? Yes, always from something that she ate uh, because she, I mean, she will eat anything and quickly. She's got a huge mouth and she'll just, you know, straight down the hatch. So um, <laughs> we have if, given the op- <laughs> if given the opportunity, uh, it's, yeah, she'll eat whatever. So anyway, usually happens about once a year. Uh, she is really good at ruining a rug that I love. It's usually right <laughs> after we buy a rug. Hopefully. <laughs> this time it was right before. Yeah, we're replacing this carpet in a couple weeks. So I'm not precious about it. I just don't want to smell dog shit in my office. No. Thank you very much. No, and they, I mean, there's like plenty of products. It'll be fine. I'm not worried. It's just like very unpleasant. <laughs> it's and also very like, unpleasant. It's yeah. just sad to see your big girl just moping around. Did she yeah. eat like bone too? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she just like swallowed it all whole. Um, so you have to. Some dogs, like, the, the if they chew up the bones, they can, like, splinter and stuff, especially if they're cooked, so you have to be careful, but um, probably an overshare. If you're not a dog person, you don't want to hear this, but you just have to make sure there's no, like, blood in their stool, so it's not, like, a perforated bowel or anything. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, being a dog dad sometimes is really fucking gross, so dealing with that. I need you to remind me of these things, because I'm, like, I'm getting real baby fever for a dog. I really am getting close to, like, I'm, like, maybe I'll just foster one, but I need to remember that, like, it is... A lot of work. It's very difficult. It's a lot of worry. And I just, uh, yeah, I need to, you keep telling me all these heinous things. So to counteract all the cute puppies I'm seeing. <laughs> Most days, like the lion's share of days, 99% of the time, it is not a lot of work. Um, Like you feed them, you make sure they get to go out and the love that they give and the joy that they bring to your life is so it so much outweighs any of the gross stuff. But then some days like today, you're like, we live with wild animals in our house <laughs> and yeah. we're just like responsible for dealing with these monsters. So yeah, um, it's a lot, but anyway, um, it, life has been good. Uh, we are about to start this renovation. I've been meeting with contractors and making plans and, uh, been kind of firing on all cylinders creatively. And it's been really fun. Speaking of which I have been loving all of the interior design work you've been sharing on Instagram, uh, with your new business. So I would recommend to our listeners, if you haven't yet, head on over to at studio underscore Mesa on Instagram and follow Cam and his business partner, Jill's new business. It is a feast for the eyes. Thanks for the plug. Really appreciate that. Oh, it's gorgeous. So yeah, outside of work, I mean, I've just been, um, I, I don't know, life has been good. I really enjoy living in Colorado. I had a gorgeous gayest moment of the week of my own a few days ago. <sighs> I'm thrilled. Um, so yeah, you were a part of it. Uh, but oh, yeah. Brandy, yeah, Brandy Carlisle, uh, my favorite artist. Everyone knows this. Also, my favorite lesbian. She has been doing these. <laughs> okay, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why I always have to clarify that she's my favorite lesbian. Do you have I just a favorite love her so gay much. guy? Um, Me. Yeah, my husband probably. Oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, knew that fair. was going to be an unpopular opinion. Anyway, um, so she has been doing um, live streams of uh, just like like. It's the closest to live music that I've been able to get during quarantine. She's been performing concerts live on um, this online platform and you can buy tickets to it. And she uses the proceeds to support her her band and her crew. So she has managed to all through quarantine, even though her entire summer touring season was canceled. She was supposed to open the Hollywood Bowl this year. She was supposed to perform at Red Rocks. She had like all these huge gigs. All of them got canceled. She has not laid off a single person from her band or crew. She's managed to pay their full salaries this entire time. And part of the way they do that is um, since they started quarantining uh, up in Seattle in March, all of her bandmates and um, the people that she works with all came to her like farm compound for quarantine and they've been just living together uh on her land out there and so she uh in her music studio on her property they've done like these live streams she just played her entire discography top to bottom like doing an entire album in a night Mm -hmm. and then this past week she did a thing called a fireside sing-along where they took requests on instagram and they just sat around and played covers and then some of their own music and it was just her and the twins who are her guitarists and backup singers and then a cellist and they just Played for over two hours, and they did Joni Mitchell covers, and they did Rocky Mountain High, and Creep by Radiohead, and Bonnie Raitt, Bonnie Raitt, yes. So I texted Mike a few minutes into this. I was like, ah, I'm having the most fun. It's a cozy Sunday night and, um, you know, live music, blah, blah, blah. I think you were like in bed or ready to go to bed, weren't you? I was like, I was really proud of myself. I had like gotten ready for bed early. I was done snacking <laughs> for the night. I was like, we're going. We're going to have a great nine hours of sleep. And then uh, Cam texts me and I was like, well, I guess that's fucking over. <laughs> So he got up and he texted me like an hour later. He's like, it's your fault that I'm up or that I'm awake and eating Oreos right now. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was just, it was so good. It felt normal. I felt like I was hanging out with my friend, which I've really been missing. Like Mike and I used to see each other at least once a week. uh, And do things like that. We were like going to concerts and going to bars and, you know, having a good time. Yeah. Um, like so everyone else though, before the world is became uh, this. <laughs> yes, 100%. And I guess there was something about like when everyone was starting quarantine in, in March, even though you and I had moved apart for the first time, it felt like no one was seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and now for the first time, like I'm in Colorado, I'm staying put for a while. And I'm like, okay, now this feels a little bit normal. I should be able to hang out with my friend and I don't get to. <laughs> so yeah. kind of hate it. But that felt that felt really nice. And it was definitely gay because she is just like, when I say she's my favorite lesbian, I say that like th- that has so many levels, but she is such a lesbian. She's sitting there <laughs> hanging out with her male bandmates, just like crushing on Bonnie Ray and being yeah. like such like. Talking about cheating on her wife. <laughs> she was like, uh- <laughs> sorry, babe, I cheat on you for Bonnie Ray. <laughs> It was so cute. And then she dragged her wife out and they did a little duet, even though her wife's not a singer. And it was just, it was precious and queer and delightful. And it, I went to bed with all the warm fuzzies and it just felt normal and and nice. Yeah. It was so fun. Fireside sing-along. Like it's perfectly her brand. She's like Mm -hmm. getting drunk as a skunk by the end of this thing. And it, but like still sounds flawless. It was just so fun. And also she kind of reminded me of you because she like, uh, she's having like kind of cute little, um, 
arguments with her wife. Her wife was like, we got to wrap it up now. It's been three hours. We got to go. And uh, a, a drunk Brandy Carlisle was like, I'm pretty much going to do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm drunk. Good luck stopping me. <laughs> Are you saying that her drunk belligerence reminded you of me? Yeah. It's like sweet and loving, but also like it's stubborn as fuck. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Meanwhile, I'm wearing her haircut right now. <laughs> you sure are. Like, honestly, if you went and put on like a like a rainbow Patagonia jacket, you could absolutely like fit in with the Brandy Carlisle crew. <laughs> uh Oh, this is what happens when you podcast next to your closet. There's too many opportunities for a costume change. <laughs> I just saw a flannel sleeve flash past the screen. Oh, and a Patagonia. There we go. Tell me this is not... Lesbian. <laughs> Lesbian. He, okay, he came with a flannel and then a Patagonia fleece and then a beanie. Are you are you a little warm now? <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> that hair works really well with a beanie. It pokes out I just know. real cute underneath. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm so jealous of your ability to have hairstyles. Makes me so jealous. Saul jaw. <laughs> I'm Saul jaw. <laughs> Um, I left almost as much hair as is on my head on the floor at the uh, salon, so I probably should have mm-hmm. collected that. I could have made you a little wig. We could have been twinning. Did you ask her to look for any bald spots because you lose so much hair every time you shower? You know, I actually thought about it. I was like, <laughs> I was like the she. Mike, it's just because you have too much hair. No, You're not going I, bald. <laughs> I'm aware. I thought about it, but I didn't do it because I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to know if there are. Don't tell me. I don't need another thing to obsess over. What do I do if there's bald spots? Literally nothing. So just uh, if I don't see them, I don't... with the Sharpie and move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, should we get into the journal? Um, we didn't even mention the fact that Donald got COVID-19, went to the hospital for three days. And now he's in the White House, even though he's still completely infectious. But we don't have to talk about bum, that, bum, right? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> So it's July 1st. It's a brand new month. It's 2015. You're home uh, from Japan. Fresh. I am. Um, I mean, I pretty much caught everyone up, but do you have anything else to say about that before I get into this? No, we're starting starting anew. Starting anew. All right. July 1st, 2015. Woke up too early, jet lagging, and waited for Amy to return. Watched Orange is the New Black and hung out uh, at her parents' house, I think. Door cooked dinner. For us, after margaritas, Dor. Doe. Doe. That's her mom's name. Doe. Thanks, Dor. (laughs) Not Dor. Whatever. (laughs) What do you call her? Doe? Doe. Okay. That's what my grandma goes by. Her name is Dolores, and she goes by Doe. Oh, fun. Not that fun. Um, Not not so fun. Wait, which... This is... Do I know this woman? Or have I heard stories of this woman? My grandma? Yeah. I certainly don't know her. She's the one that says um, crystal instead of crystal, and shrimp instead of shrimp, and the Walgreens (laughs) instead of Walgreens. I've told you this story, right? She loves to she she loves to go to the Walmarts. The Walmarts, but her and Weebush should get together. She puts an S on everything. Went to the Walmarts. I went to Targets. Went to Kroger's. <laughs> but then one time I was talking to her and she's like, "Well, I had to stop by the Walgreens." And I was like, "Mama, <laughs> that is the one that already has an S on it. Oh. What is going on with these these incorrect plurals? It's really fucking me up." I love a good Mama story. This is not the same lady, however, who planted trees in her front yard, plastic. No, trees. that was her mom. That was her mom. That was so her mom. The, yeah. the pine cone doesn't fall far from the fig tree. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, that was our bushy. Um, yeah, Mama, uh, she has never planted parts of a false Christmas tree as shrubs in her front yard, but you know. It's not too late. She's only <laughs> she's only in her mid eighties and every every woman on that side of the family lives hey, to be a hundred, so mid eighties she should be president. <laughs> Okay. On July 2nd, you shopped with Amy. You drove to Ithaca. So happy to be here, though I don't feel totally comfortable in this big crowd. 
Why? Oh. COVID? Yeah, COVID. Was <laughs> early, early understander. Um, no, I just, it's a lot of stimuli, maybe. It is, it's a lot of people and it's super fun. Um, sometimes it's, so it's our friend from college's parents' lake house. And as a graduation gift to the girls, um, they said that they can come back for 4th of July in a year. Like every year they can come back and have a reunion. And it's so freaking fun. Very sad we didn't get to do it this year for obvious reasons. Anyway, it's like a highlight of the summer, but there's, um, there's so many people that like a lot of times the family has friends over and different people bring more people. And so there's a giant group of my friends, but then also just a bunch of people I don't necessarily know. Is it like a mansion? No, it's, it's a little lake house, but they have like a guest house next door. Um, okay. They have like two lake houses, um, next to, next to each other. It's so you all just like piled in laying on, like sleep on the floors and stuff. Totally. And some people will like throw up a tent and it's, we're all kind of piled. Um, okay. It's just so, so fun. But yeah, just a lot of people. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, not even vegetarian this weekend. Oof. <laughs> um, it was a lot of peer pressure. It was really hard. And this, this is the first time I'm even interacting with these people since being vegan. And, um, most don't give a fuck. This is a hundred percent on me. I can't blame anyone else, but I was like, it'll just be easier. Well, it, this actually proves that it's all a journey. Cause I kind of had the impression that you just became vegan. Cause I wasn't with you through this whole journey. So, um, I just kind of had the impression that you just like i don't know flipped a switch one day and you were vegan you know and and ever ever since you have been that way um i mean that's how i tried to do it i didn't everyone's always like shocked that i wasn't vegetarian first but i mean like the night before i decided to go vegan i had had lots of meat um but i think that is part of it i'm like i never really there wasn't much thought to it and so now retroactively i'm thinking about it <laughs> uh or like dealing with the actual reality of it when you're like in a crowd and you're not the one doing all the grocery shopping and all that kind of stuff right it makes I'm, it tough Totally. The first time you have a holiday, the first time you're in a at a barbecue, all that kind of stuff, you have to now I know to prepare. Now I know how to like mm-hmm. plan ahead, but I did I was not ready for that. Well, your mom and sister still won't eat Thanksgiving if you're making it. I know it's a real fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> um okay, so not even vegetarian this weekend. Um and then you got offered frog and toad with your friend DLC for ah. Park Playhouse. Hey, it's our it's another little like mini show. I feel like this this whole like the grand arc of this whole series is like I have these huge chunks of time on cruise ships and then like lots of tiny little like vignettes in between and then another act uh-huh. with another cruise ship. Um, yeah, that's or, that's pretty true. Um, this is another vignette, if you will. It's the same folks who did that footprint show, but Frog and uh-huh. Toad is an actual like known musical. It's cute. It's another. Yeah. It was on Broadway, but it's like very much a kid show. Um, there are a few really cute songs from Frog and Toad. Peter has that piano book, and sometimes he'll like play something like, "What are you singing right now?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Frog and Toad." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Frog and Toad. So anyway, oh. I was very lucky to have this company happy to give me more work. I really appreciate that. So fun. Here with Frog and Toad. On July third, uh, Lake House first full day. Beat my balls hard tubing. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared where that was going to end. Tubing uh, makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, those, uh-huh. this is like full Lake House fun. It's shenanigans. Yeah. Um, oh, and these, I'm like with probably people who would have been Republicans pre-Trump. I think we're all on the same side now. But these are like meat and potatoes, strong ass military men. And, and like when two people go on the tube, we are competing. We're trying to knock the shit out of each other. And I like uh-huh. refuse to be the vegan homo who gets thrown off. So I'm going well beyond my capacity. <laughs> and <laughs> as a, you know, as a repercussion of that, I beat the shit out of my balls, but Hey, I uh-huh. stayed on the tube. Great. Good for you. Way to man up. <laughs> Gross. I know. <laughs> See, toxic masculinity leads to battered balls. It sure does. And 
probably an inability to have children now. What are you going to do? Continue on my journey to not having children. Okay, fabulous. That night, you went out to Mooney's. So fun and nostalgic to see downtown Ithaca ate pizza at a place that is no longer called Ameritalia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's our like down our college downtown. You know that like feeling you get when you visit your old college yes. dumping ground? I mean, I haven't been in 15 years, but God, I would love to go like eat my favorite pizza and like mm-hmm. have like shitty beer at my favorite sports bar in oh, Muncie, yeah. Indiana. Get your feet stuck to the the bottom of a, a bar. bar. You know where you yes. yeah. So oh my sticky. god, why are college bars so sticky? It, everything in college is sticky. Everything in college is sticky. Basements mm-hmm. are sticky and frat houses Sheets. are sticky. Dorm rooms, bathrooms, it's all sticky. Uh, yeah. Ugh, gross. Sounds like junior high now. You know, we've talked about like how locker rooms are so gross and everything like smells a specific way and kids are disgusting. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm thinking back to college. I'm like, yeah, college kids aren't much better. It's the same smell plus vomit and beer. Ugh. Tell me I'm wrong. Gross. That's exactly it. It's the same like sweaty grossness, but we also now have vomit and beer. Maybe the odd semen stain. Yeah, like weird sex smells coming from every room. Gross. People often comment on like the smell of sex. I really don't know that I'm familiar. Am I a virgin? Oh or my god! Is what's the smell? I don't know what yeah, sex y- smells y- like. Y- you're a virgin for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, sex smells so specific. It smells like a mix of like, um, of like sweat and heavy breathing and the lube. L- well, it's <laughs> lube, sure semen vaginal fluids if it's a if it's straight sex i feel like straight sex and gay sex smell different but or lesbian sex oh yeah or between two women um but it's just like this like very like like panty not panty the panties but panty as in we're panting uh kind of like uh just moisture in the air dankness hmm. but like you 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 describe a lot of individual smells, and I get it. I get that these are but all the things all, that make it, it all up, mingles it, together. Like you've never walked into a room, like so you've never like. No, that's what I'm saying. I've never like walked in and been like, "This smells like someone just fucked in here." Okay, then did you even go to college? Um, I feel like I I've had so many ex- experiences, especially like in college when you walk into someone's room and just like, "Oh God, it smells like it smells like sex in here," or like walking back into my own room after like you go out like to like get cleaned up after sex and you walk back in you're like it smells like sex in this room well when i have sex in 2024 i'll try and take note of that july 4th still at the lake house pong and flip cup games Mm -hmm. louise made huge dinner hank had long firework display (laughs) (laughs) louise and hank it's their it's their lake house Um, oh louise and hank god you know you just love them so much you Um, honestly do everybody like uh, (laughs) they are they're a legend everyone's obsessed with them really wonderful people amazing says, quote, lake on fire with flares was beautiful. So this is part of the fire work show, I guess. Feeling like I have a bit of everything, all of nothing, a little sad. Oh, sounds um, like a great day. Went to bed all sad. I refuse to be happy, I, I suppose. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. like too, I don't know. Maybe when maybe when there's so much joy, I'm like, well, it all is going to end. <laughs> okay, the next day is a sad day. Oh, um, right. Why is it sad? I'm having a great time. Well, July 5th, you cleaned the cottage and rode back upstate with Zach. Great mm-hmm. liberal chatting. <laughs> I'm sure um, a lot of people can relate to this conversation because uh, this was the moment I remember specifically. Someone was like, yes, Hillary Clinton is definitely going to win. Anyway, it didn't happen. So why was this day sad? Um, well, this day is sad because parents told me about Bina passing away. Heartbroken. Oh. She died the day I left. It would have been her birthday today. Afraid I'm missing too much at home. Oh, um, a college... Uh professor said that to me once it's like the my most remembered thing from school i was telling him i graduated a semester early and spent my last semester in london and it was great and i loved it but um oh right 
I remember, so I missed my senior year completely and I was deciding what to do. You know, it saves a lot of money. And also I was following something else I wanted to do. And I talked to a, a trusted professor and he was like, just so you know, like life will go on without you. He's like, doesn't matter where you are. The things you left behind continue going. And I was like, yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. Did I really know? Like, I think that's what I meant earlier when I said, you know, I was sad because I have a little bit of everything and all of nothing. Like you just can't, you can't be with everyone and you can't have all the experiences with all the people and things you love and care about. And I just, I don't know, obviously refuse to come to terms with that. That's, I mean, it's, it's good advice that he gave you, but also like coming to terms with that is, I mean, that's your only option. That's the way that life works. <laughs> it is. You can either, you know, be paralyzed by that fear of, of not having all of everything or, you know, seek experiences, seek, seek joy, knowing that it might mean sacrificing some other things you care about. Um, well, that's an awful way to be reminded of that though. Like finding out that your dog died. Also, it's really sad. I mean, I'm glad they told you in person, but, um, like what a sad thing to find out, like when you go home to visit and the dog doesn't come out to greet you or whatever, you know? And uh, it took me a second too. I like, we were talking, we hadn't seen them yet and we're catching up and I was like all the way up sitting on the couch with my shoes off before I was like, where's Bina? Because normally she would run, but also she was already old at this point. So like sometimes she wouldn't get up for anyone, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But at this point I was like, I haven't even heard her jingle. Oh yeah. Oh, not sad. May she rest. Sweet Bina. May she rest. Best dog. Actually a <laughs> terrible dog. Cause I literally never trained her and she was my responsibility. <laughs> so, so poorly behaved really truly was never potty trained. Um, where we say that house broken, like honestly, by all accounts, a very bad dog, but with all like, <laughs> but she was so much love and she understood people. She really like, she had a connection. One time my mom was like very upset, something to do with my dad, obviously. And she's sitting on the couch and I was just like sitting down the other end of the couch and I saw Bina crawl up. This is when she was like a little old too. And she, it was effort for her to get on the couch. She went up to my mom, didn't sit on her, just sat right next to her, kind of like, watching TV with us, but aware, and then just lifted her little left paw, nothing else, just the paw, and put it on my mom's lap. But, like, not looking at her, not looking for attention, just like, I'm here. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> they get us. They're so perceptive to, like, to so human emotion. It's yes. very, very sweet. Yeah, it's not her fault she peed in the house. We never told her not to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Was never potty trained. This ancient dog still just like, she's <laughs> like, I can pee here, right? Cool. <laughs> pretty much i mean we took her out but like she was like you take me out or i pee here it's all the same to me whatever you like (laughs) oh sweet bina okay um on july 6th you watched orange is the new black and feeling so torn about the ship oh this is the ship that you have accepted but you are going to cancel on well it was so much easier to quit a job when i've got a new one (laughs) yeah uh uh-huh Really want to stay home, but I need money and don't want to miss the don't oh the ports. Miss don't miss the ports. Yeah, I was doing this a hundred percent for these cool new ports. Yeah. Um, on July seventh, you're really stressed about random stuff today: weddings, meetings, ship, etc. Signed up for Medicaid. Thanks, Obamacare! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Thanks, Obamacare! Uh, Thank you, Affordable Care Act! Thank you, uh-huh. Joe Biden! Let's not lose that, please. Sorry, what were we saying? Got it. Oh. <laughs> Got a great haircut and got my tax. Oh, tux. Oh, for uh, Janine's wedding. Yeah. On the 10th, you drove to Rochester, went to rehearsal, then mostly vegan catering at Lake House. Boat ride and flying lanterns over Lake. What the fuck does that mean? It 
were having like wedding ceremony things. They had um they lit lanterns oh. over the lake and we went on the okay. boat. This is another like lake town. Understood. Um on the eleventh, the wedding was beautiful, had a great time, decorated their car. It was a good wedding. <laughs> <laughs> was a good wedding indeed <laughs> okay side sidebar that's um from our smush martin's time we did an irish dance show and at one point there was lots of lines this is before i even got to the show but when cam was like workshopping it someone had written a full a full script for a theme park show that was supposed to just be singing and dancing and they had written a full script about this fucking wedding it was the cheesiest most awful thing in the world and then getting a bunch of like 21 to 24 year old like fresh out of college actors trying to do legitimate irish accents like mostly singers even a lot of like music ed folks who weren't who weren't like super interested in acting exactly trying to get them to do like to teach them we were having classes on dialect it was going so poorly that they ended up cutting all the lines and thank god because that (laughs) script was a true fever dream it was awful but what what remains is tis a good wedding (laughs) There was a line. Yeah, there were two people having a very natural conversation. They said, "Tis a good wedding. Ah, tis a good wedding indeed." (laughs) (laughs) It's ludicrous. Beautiful writing. Beautiful. On the twelfth, you drove back from Rochester at seven a.m. Quick, pretty ride. Officially declined cruise ship contract. Well, thank God you made a decision. Thank God. I know. Uh I can't write about that one more fucking time. Taking a leap of faith. Relieved to have time at home. Um, oh, good lord! You went to another wedding. You went to two weddings, days, two days in a row. Sure, do go to a lot of weddings. Well, you sang "You and I." Please tell me that's the oh. bear, you and I. <laughs> yeah, I sang a song from an obscure musical about Catholic gay boys. Um, <laughs> no, it's a Ingrid Michaelson song, and it was sweet. Um, although it was a cappella, which normally I detest, but we'll talk about that in 2017 when uh, I do probably the most insane gig of my life. I I know only a little bit about that, and I can't wait to hear more. But I'm. I just can't stop thinking about you singing You and I, which is just a, like an upbeat love song between two gay high schoolers at this I wedding. mean, I have done some inappropriate things, but can you even imagine? The lyrics are, hey, little boy, would you like a ride, a lollipop, a puppy? How about a baseball bat? There's one in my pants. Yeah, it's not great. No one ever, I don't think that musical ever won any awards for writing. It's fun, though. On July 13th, submitted for a bunch of stuff, huge grocery shop, preparing myself to be poor and unemployed. By spending the rest of my money. <laughs> Apparently. There goes my apartment. There goes my apartment. Oh, maybe I, I was thinking of buying an apartment. I've been thinking about buying something since the beginning of time. And I'll uh-huh. continue to think about it until the end of time or I buy one, <laughs> whichever comes first. On the 15th, you redid my survival job resume and applied to a temp agency. Talking to someone about living in his place for a month or two. I hope something comes up soon. These in-between times are so fun to read about. The 16th through baby. uh, The twos came to your hometown stayed over after we started hunting for apartments. It's hard exclamation point had Chipotle and looked at apartments all night. They quit the ship too. Oh, Oh yeah. Tough timing. Um, I quit the ship like a week or so ago. And when I did, the team was like, okay, just message us, you know, when you're available to work again and it was all fine. And then these two quit, and so now the team has to replace three out of four singers instead of just me, the one. Um, so it just yeah, I felt bad about that, and I think they didn't get a great response from them. Well, it says right here the casting director said this jeopardizes their future with this company. So. Honestly, I think they were like, good fucking riddance. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Why did they quit? It sounded like a great contract. Oh, it was fun ports, but a shitty ship, right? Yeah. Okay. 
on the 18th, more apartment hunting. Where are you? Where are you looking for apartments? Because you're at home with your parents. Are you looking near there? No, I'm looking online for apartments in New York. Oh. And uh, by the okay, way, it's gotcha. pretty difficult to do without much money or a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it nearly impossible. Saw train wreck with mom at CPC. Oh, I read that first as train wreck. Like you, there was a train wreck, but you saw the Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> so good. I love train wreck. That shit it's is so hysterical. good. I should watch that again. It's so funny. It's so funny. That Yeah, that is an underrated feel good movie. Okay, so July 20th, we are making up time in this journal japan took a while but this is three weeks in one episode these moments of time between things are always just like hodgepodge you know this is usually when you end up just doing like a super cut of (laughs) (laughs) i'm like blah 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 eight mo's a lot (laughs) (laughs) july 20th ash and her bf brian got me and we went to toga drank and ate at boca and Ash oh, paid. So sweet. That is so sweet. Saw Brian as Aeneas in Dido and Aeneas at Opera Saratoga. Do you like going to operas? I mean, like, are operas your thing? Would you choose to go to an opera? Um, generally, no. I like opera. I love when friends are in it, and obviously I like beautiful music, but, like, I feel like so often the music kind of eclipses the storytelling, and the storytelling is what keeps me captivated. How do you feel about, like, an operetta or a, a light opera where they'll do, like, like real legit musicals? Like a like like Macabre and Bess or, like, or, like, a, you know, sure. like... Even uh, Les Mis is kind of like, like that. It's completely sung. Even Rent is like that. It's completely sung through. Um, Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's OK, because I think the focus is still is still like story and character driven, where I think uh-huh. the focus in opera is literally just beautiful just music, music. Driven. Yeah. No, that's that's super fair. Is that something you choose to do? Like, do you normally enjoy opera? I, I typically only go to legit operas if I'm traveling in Europe, because it's one of those things that I think to do because they have so many stunning opera companies and, sure. you know, like every European city. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, okay, finishing up this week, and then we are done with the journal for this episode. July 21st, early bus to New York City. You went to Hannah's. You love Inwood. Walked in Fort Tyron Park. I do Ate at Inwood. cafe. Smoked. Met Aaron for food and drinks in Hall's Kitchen. Got heartburn. Back to Hannah's. Saw Chris and Ross. Went to Sam's. Chatted till late. Stayed there. Good Lord, you saw 14 people this day. I gotta make Certainly most of it. Certainly wasn't pandemic times. I honestly don't even, I barely processed anything you said. It was just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, well, you saw all your friends, you got heartburn, and you love Inwood. So, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> all right. Um, Before we go, Mikey, do we hear from any listeners this week? Well, this isn't directly from a listener, but through the grapevine, uh, my friend Amy introduced our show to her cousin. Turns out, within a matter of, like, a couple weeks, her cousin has listened to every single episode and i'm oh like, my god my god that's that is nearly <laughs> three full days worth of content so i was both shocked and flattered at that we also had some shout outs on twitter which i uh, neglect to ever look at it's i've deleted it from my phone and give it zero attention so sorry about that friends but uh that's what we call self-care Thank you. That's right. At Aaron Tooman, Toman. I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. He said he was inspired by at MBFJ podcast and decided to treat himself to his own five year journal. Heck Bring yeah. on 2021 and beyond. And then someone else liked it and was like, that's optimistic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. It's I love when people are inspired to start their own journal. Actually, uh, Brian, who we're just talking about in the opera, just told me the same, that he started his own five-year journal based on inspiration from this. This is quite a legacy you're leaving behind. So many people have told us they've started a five-year journal for this very reason, just from listening to this podcast. I freaking love it. Your five-year journal's best advocate. Um, We did also hear from one other longtime listener who was catching up on episodes. I feel like that's a a pretty common theme right now because people don't have their normal commute anymore. So we're hearing from a lot of people that are catching up on a backlog. Um, She just wanted to say 
thank you for taking uh, listeners on a road trip because she said, I think she's feeling a little cabin fever right now. And she said, that's exactly what we need. So she was uh, happy to to be taken on a trip across the country, even if it was only in her headphones. (laughs) That's super fun. I love that. That about does it for this week. If you want more of my best friend's journal, you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MBFJ podcast. And you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Also, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. All right. Until next week, always remember, as every drag queen bingo host will tell you, 069, dinner for two, 069. (laughs) Such a hack. Because it was a porn meme and it said, whenever someone tells me to go fuck myself and that it was a picture of a guy with his dick in his own butt. <laughs> <laughs>